Hi, everybody. This is Alex Torpy, your town manager. In this episode, I sit down with longtime resident and volunteer Susan Edwards to talk a little bit about the upcoming community yard sale on Saturday, September 2nd at 10 a.m., as well as to learn a little bit more about the Hanover Garden Club and Susan's own background in volunteering in Hanover in the Upper Valley. Now, you might see some of the Garden Club's handiwork all around town with beautiful native plantings that really add a lot to the downtown and community. We also encourage folks to stop by the 12th annual Hanover Community Yard Sale. And that, again, is Saturday, September 2nd from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Lower Dewey Field lot. You can find links for more information in the show notes and hope to see you there. Enjoy. Okay, everybody, this is Alex Torpy, your town manager here, and I am here with a very special resident and volunteer who's going to talk to us about the uh, yard, the community yard sale coming up. So, uh, Susan Edwards, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. Uh, so, we've got a big yard sale coming up on September 2nd. Tell us about that. What should people expect, and if they've never heard of it, what do they need to know? Well, it's a joint effort between the college and the town. Mm. Um, it was started by Sustainable Hanover's Recycling Group uh, 14 years ago. So in 2010, we had our first sale, and with a gap of two years during COVID, we've had the sale every year. So this will be our 12th. Uh, it runs from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock. The place is packed. We use the Dewey Field lot, which is beyond the medical school, on the corner of Lime Road, Park Street. Um, it's a great spot because it's the Labor Day weekend and the college parking lot is empty. Mm. So there's like tons of parking. Well, we are in a contained space, okay. but the parking for non-sellers is extensive. So mm. and literally there are thousands of people there. Uh, we have at least 100 to 120 selling spaces. Wow. Um, and those are mostly all rented out this year? They're right. rented out at the moment. I've got 100 spaces filled, there's, so there's room for 20 more. Okay. It won't kill me if we don't fill those. <laughs> but there is and who space tends to sell them. and what do people tend to sell? Like uh, what, might, what are some goodies that people might find? People, uh, I would say the things that sell best are your favorite things that you would not think of getting rid of <laughs> unless you were leaving. Right. You know, so they're the really useful things. Household goods, toys, things your kids are finished with. Mm. Um, Clothing of the boring kind doesn't really sell well. Right. Um, but on the other hand, specialized clothing, winter clothing goes well. Uh, grad students love this because they're, especially the international ones, because they're arriving here with nothing. And right. there's all this household stuff, gardening stuff. Um, I mean, over the years, we bought a, we, we generally go without the intent of buying. I'm without too, the intent. Without the intent. Oh, and that takes you about three or four minutes in? And... Well, over the years, I got a free wheelbarrow. <laughs> We've got uh, a post hole digger, which the mm. entire neighborhood uses. Yeah. Uh, when my neighbor noticed Brian had bought it, he said, well, that saves me having to go back and get it. Right. So <laughs> the whole neighborhood uses it. Uh, so things like that, um, that, you know, I'm not necessarily going to go out and buy, but boy, for 25 cents or whatever it was, it was a bargain. 
Um, it doesn't start till 10, and we really do try and keep early birds out because right. we, we need to give people time to set up. And I've learned over the years that yard sale, yard sale people object very strongly to other people buying before they're allowed in. So I could see that. We, it's hard to block off lot, but the regulars help police it. Right, right, right. They don't right. belong. <laughs> Nobody's sneaking in. <laughs> Julia Griffin, our, town, our previous town manager, helped one year and she said it was the most traumatizing job she'd ever had. Uh, and you haven't asked me to do it? <laughs> <laughs> it was, well, you're welcome. Trying to get people out who shouldn't be in, I have no I can problem. offer a loud voice. I Not have much no else. problem. Hey, out. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Julia found it totally intimidating for some reason, which surprised me. Hmm. Um, but we do have some wonderful volunteers. Over the years, the volunteer ranks have grown. We need them for a short time, at least, from right. early in the morning till we get started. And then they can shop if they want or go home. And then we need them at the end. Uh, we've developed a system. We've kept the cost fairly steady. It's $25 for a two-car space, one for your car, one for your sale. Mm -hmm. Uh, every spot is has equal access to the public. We have it set up in a sort of horseshoe with selling on either side of the road on this entire horseshoe. Um, what was I going to say? Quite a few um, not-for-profit organizations participate, mm -hmm. some of them quite regularly, and I try and give them a corner lot so they have a little more frontage. Mm. Uh, after the first year, we did provide bathrooms. We did the first year on a shoestring because we had no budget. Right. Uh, since that year, this has been the primary source of funding for the Sustainable Hanover account, which right. pays for a lot of other things. Yes. And um, we just started adding money back into the budget for them. Well, to come you from know, a more steady source, yeah, too. But so. it was typically, you know, what did we make? And right, right. Sort of it was between two and $3,000, typically. Uh, one year we had to have police coverage, but the college decided that really was not necessary, which was Because good. Julia was keeping everybody in line. No! <laughs> Ground, the buildings and grounds people at the college have been incredibly helpful, particularly in the last few years. Um, they have a lot of equipment stored adjacent to where we hold the sale, things like tractors and other interesting child-friendly hmm. vehicles at the college. Oh, want, a tractor for 25 the college cents. wants them nowhere right. near, so they have started removing them all, so they're no longer something we have to police. Okay. They, that was a huge problem one year. Uh, and they, they sort of pull their trucks in so they take as little space as possible. Um, so they, they are great and they respond nicely to a tray of cookies and what have you at the Good. end of the sale. Well, it's a nice cooperation for this. It's it huge. Like. And, I, mean, and I think one of the underutilized, when you think about the three R's, the reuse is a big one. It's the reuse. I mean, I grew up with uh, post-war England, um, make do and mend. Right. Waste not, want not. Right, and right. a lot of people of my age growing up with that went, not going to live that one, I don't need to. But mm. for me, it just sort of makes sense. 
So I've, I've composted all my life. I've recycled what I could all my life. I fix things. I'm a good fixer. I mean, oh, a man. daughter travels sure across the country with all her stuff needing fixing. Ah. And <laughs> sometimes that's annoying. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you really? get into all of that? Uh, let's let's learn a little more about your background because the yard sale is a big project, but there's a lot of other ways. Um, I think most prominently the the Hanover Garden Club, but there's a lot of well, other ways I've, you've been involved in town for a while. Oh, I've been involved. So give us a little of your history. Well, in town. I, I, we've been here 50 years. Okay, so we, new residents. As right. We came down from Canada. We from England. Four years in Canada, where my husband did a postdoc at McGill. He got a job at the medical school, and I got a job at. Well, I didn't get a job immediately at the clinic. It, I was young mother with a small child, so I waited a while. Um, but I was a physical therapist in my past life. Mm. And when we came here, I uh, focused on childbearing while I was in England, taught classes in Canada that were brand new because we're talking about 1960s, early 70s. Um, when we came here, there were just beginning classes for childbirth preparation. And I got corralled into that. And for the following 30 years, I taught birthing classes hmm. and everything else to do with birth. I worked for the clinic. I was their prenatal educator. And consequently, I had about a thousand couples a year come through classes, which pretty much covers the entire Upper Valley and beyond. I'd say so, right. Um, and I got to know both parents, you know, right, the mother right. and the father, and still see many of those. Um, the Upper Valley is full of them. So I don't go far without meeting past clients. So oh. I did that until about 20 years ago. Uh, once I'd finished working officially, I had a little more time to volunteer, which I'd been doing anyway, but now I had more time. Hmm. I've always been a gardener. Uh, grew up gardening, never really gave it up. Uh, did it early morning before the kids got up. Did mm. it when I got home with Brian shouting, it's dark, when are you coming in? <laughs> but now, I'm, now I have to say I kind of finish at about four o'clock. The evening is shot as far as gardening is concerned. I want to be horizontal or mm. at least reclining. Age does take its toll. Right. And I'm getting up there. So it's... Uh, Time to sit down by about six o'clock. Hmm. Um, but I was in the garden club for many years, not doing much because I was working all the time. Um, but then when I retired, I was much more active. I've run plant sales and I uh, was president for a couple of years plus, uh, two or three years ago. Um, I'm involved with the Church of Christ at Dartmouth College, volunteering. We went to Mississippi for 14 years with Habitat hmm. for Humanity, excuse me. Um, I ran the cafe at the Christmas market with a difference that they do. I did that for about 15 years. Uh, I make shortbread. I'm known for my shortbread. <laughs> <laughs> I make that by... <laughs> Hundreds of pounds of shortbread. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, so you, you're creating a lot because also when you are doing <laughs> the plant cells, I mean, a lot of that is you're growing at home, well, right? The, and then creating. Year, yeah, this year we've sort of 
we've got a new greenhouse okay. up at the water treatment right. plant. And so it sort of shifted where we could hold our plant sale. And so we held it at the greenhouse this year on Grassy Road. And uh, primarily it was annuals because of the time of year. But I'd potted up about 200 plus little perennials from my garden and we sold those. So about $600 of our total 5,000 or so came from my garden, so. And what do you, I mean, so what do you like about gardening? What, 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 what oh, is- it grounds me. Yeah, so tell us more. <laughs> well. For somebody who, let's say, doesn't do any gardening, how would you describe the experience? Oh, I don't, it, it's, I, I can't imagine not wanting to get your hands in the dirt and right. do things. Um, I don't know, I, once I'm out there, doesn't matter what frame of mind I go out into mm. the garden. When I come in, I'm no longer cross. Right, right. Furious. Right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, uh, you can surprise me in my garden. Walk up behind me. You may have made lots of noise, but I'm usually so... They're totally zoned in. Zoned on, yeah, in, right. but it's like... <gasps> right. <laughs> I was telling Brian to give me warning, you know. <laughs> You have to put so, a bell on them. Yeah, I mean, I grow vegetables. I, I love design. I like to look at it in the winter. We we grow for the birds. Unfortunately, we also grow for the deer. Right. Um, but I've got reasonably good at protecting the most vulnerable plants. But life was a lot easier before the deer appeared on the scene. Mm. And that was, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago. Yeah, and it's even worse. I mean, I remember doing a, um, an ecology class in New Jersey, and they were, uh, I forget all the exact numbers, but they were showing us the different, the deer per acre numbers from, you know, 200 years ago, 100 years ago, 50 years ago, today, what it should be, you know, and I mean, where we're at, I mean, it's oh, like it's 50 bizarre. times higher than it should be, yeah. and, may, you know, five times higher than it was before the area was industrialized at all. Yeah. So it's way above the natural population. And there's this amazing balance that, you know, you, once you start digging into all the environmental and ecology stuff that I think people start, it's just amazing how every single thing is connected yeah. to it. And it's all been designed over millions of years and it's in somewhat of a balance. And, and so when people are thinking about also what they're planting, I mean, how important it is for them, like how, how important is it for them to find you know, native species versus non-native species. Like yeah, what's... It's, it's important. Yeah. And I think the Garden Club is doing more and more towards that. The town gardens this year, um, we switched to perennials in the fall. So this is sort of first year with perennial beds. Hmm. And, you know, they, the saying is the first year they sleep, the second year they creep, and the third year they leap. Mm. So in about three years, we won't know what to do with right. the plants. We'll be having to divide and sell. But I think they've looked remarkably good. And although we laid down extensive water um, hoses, uh, we only had to use them like about once. This yeah, year. I'm surprised Let's you used them this year. Let's say we had a lot of rain. Right. Uh, I, I planted the triangle bed at the library about three or is it four years ago now with perennials from my garden and in all honesty apart from the day we planted we've never watered that garden right um 
It's a perennial bed. It generally looks great. I do have to go down a few times a year and clean it up a bit, stake a few things in the right. spring and cut a few things down. But it's looked remarkably good. The hardest beds we have are the uh, best, or they're not baskets, they're um, window boxes along the wall mm. in the library. Uh, they don't hold much water and they get right. a lot of sun. Right. So, and the water at the library is like round the other side. It's, shall mm. we say, not convenient. Right, right. Um, the town garden person is wonderful and he helps us tremendously. But um, the, the garden club, we just had our annual, well, not, yes, I guess we had a lunch today. It was an annual mm. get together. It was wonderful. Um, it's, uh, I think we're entering into new times with it. And we've How got, so? well, we've got quite a few people who are of the younger generation. Okay. With Instagram and right. such like that some of us have a huge problem with. Hmm. Uh, I seem to have got two Instagram accounts, neither of which do I manage to utilize right. <laughs> well. I if leave, somebody's doing a Hanover Garden to, Club on Instagram. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mundy uh, okay. Piper is okay. doing a wonderful job and she's created a brand new website, which right. is wonderful. And she, what is that website if people want to go to it? To, uh, also, I'll Hanover, put a link. It'll be Hanover Garden Club, New Hampshire. Okay. I'll put a, I'll put a link in the yeah, description. Yeah, Hanover Garden Club, episode. New Hampshire, dot org. Okay. Does it have a dot org in it? I mean, is it that could. typical? It might, yeah. I mean, I just, I just, <laughs> when I'm looking for it, I put Hanover New Hampshire, I mean, Hanover Garden Club. So people New can Hampshire. go on there and find a little more you, information. You do need to put New Hampshire because there's quite a few Hanovers. Right, that is true. And you might end up trying to spend way more money down at the one in Massachusetts right. or what have you. We right. are pretty cheap in comparison. Uh, we do have this wonderful new greenhouse that is, we intend to start using it much more. Okay. I mean, it kind of got finished just before COVID, which put a dent in our usage, shall we say. And then the, the furnace broke. Um, Might need that in the winter. Well, we need it in the spring. <laughs> hmm. the, the, the plants, all the plugs, I think they arrived the day after the furnace okay. broke. So we had we got electricity in the bathroom, so all of the plugs and seeds were stashed in the bathroom overnight, and then they were brought into the sun during the day, and, mm. and we brought in space heaters and survived for a few months. But uh, we will be heating it more, and um, we've got better heating system now. But uh, well, that's great. Um, and I guess I mean if there's if there's folks folks that are already familiar with the garden club already familiar, but people that aren't, um, is there a reason that people should take up gardening if they don't currently? Like if they've got a little bit of space, what's an easy thing that people can do? Well, one thing I should say, first of all, is it's the Hanover Garden Club and that's its name because it was founded, God knows how many years ago, a long time ago in Hanover. Right. It's actually open to the entire upper valley. Okay. And we have members from everywhere. Um, why would you? Why should you take up gardening? Well, it's a wonderful way to provide yourself with some food. Mm -hmm. um, children can be a big help when they're little. They tend to not enjoy things like weeding. Um, hmm. 
when it becomes a chore. Right. If it's a game, yeah. how many things can you rip out of the ground? Right. right. Like both of my daughters uh, enjoyed learning about plants. They would putter around in the garden. They do stuff, but I can't say they were hugely helpful. But they both now have gardens and work quite hard in them. Right. And their kids too. My grandkids seem to love the garden. So That's they great. are. And probably getting kids out at a young age will acclimate oh, yeah. them to all of that. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I, I do grow fruit. I grow vegetables. I grow flowers. Um, I just love my garden, and I love people coming to see it. So I usually have it's an open nice. garden yeah. every year, yeah. and there'll be a hundred plus people come. And I, if I don't hold it one year, I get calls saying, "Did I miss it?" Oh, I'm sure. So, yeah, right. <laughs> Definitely so. gave me some good inspiration. <laughs> Things to shoot for, but many years ahead. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, my it didn't. I it was a little tiny house on a bald lot where we right, moved in right. fifty years ago. Yeah, and, but it's amazing what you can transform. Oh yeah. yeah, and it didn't happen overnight. Believe me. Right, and, right. You know, I had my brother and sister-in-law from England were here about twenty-five years ago, and they wouldn't recognize it now. Right. Um, mm. They haven't been since, but. Other members of the family have, but they, you know, it, it's just evolved tremendously. Um, I love our location. We're by, right by the race school. I do garden somewhat on the race school hill behind my house, right. and I've created a, a wild uh, wildlife little preserve. Everything in, <clears throat> everything in it, from the shrubs to the trees, are native. Um, bird friendly. Uh, a lot of them I didn't know. I didn't grow up with these plants because they are very North American, but I love it. Right. And there's a sign identifying it. Um, oh, that's cool. The school mows, thankfully, because right. it's a hill. And I have to admit, mowing on a hill is not fun. Uh, I but just did a bunch this weekend. It is not fun. <laughs> the mower always waves to me. He said he enjoys doing it because he likes to look at my garden. Oh, while that's it's cool. Doing it, so. Um, the school buses drive past with waving. So, hmm. uh, and then the field next to our house, which we've mowed. When we first moved in, we asked the town. It belongs to the town. It's a small lot that belongs to the town. And we asked if they would mow it. And we were told they would mow a strip, a 10-foot strip at the edge of the road hmm. twice a year. Well, that didn't please us, so my husband's mowed it for 50 years now. So right. we now have a nice field, which the kids play on, um, and we have a skating rink on this in the winter that I wasn't the sole person involved in getting that started, but I was probably instrumental in coordinating the water company, the town, the fire people, and it's open to the public. It's not huge, but it's a great place if you're learning to skate or want to just have fun with the kids. That sounds great. So generally, that's we put it up usually when the weather cooperates at the end of the year, and it gets taken down about end of February into March. Last year was a tough year. Um, yeah, it was a weird one. Yeah, you know there was a lot of water, but we still had skating, and you'll see whole families out there, That's and nice. there'll be little figure skaters hmm. uh, as well as the hockey skaters. We've only had one puck through the window, 
It's uh, pretty good. Which yeah. is pretty good because we are right next door. It was, uh, <laughs> it, I, it, it surprised me how far glass will go. That's true. Teeny pieces, yeah. literally, throughout the house. It was quite amazing. Yeah. Uh, kept well, you need to get a in, goalie. Kept finding them in pots and, you know, plant pots. Hmm. That's no fun. <laughs> it was fun. just amazing. But uh, it uh, that was the first year, and they put up better nettings and that. So we That's don't good have to a problem it. anymore. Good. Uh, what else? What else do I do? I work with the local PEO, which is a women's philanthropic organization, about 150 years old. Hmm. We raise money for women's education. And that's where my shortbread comes in because I sell about, well, I don't know, about 150 packages of shortbread last year um, as a fundraiser. Uh, I think over the years they've funded about 440 million wow. in scholarships. I mean, that's over 150 years. This still, is still, yeah. It's a lot. And they maintain a small women's college, private college in, I looked this up because I couldn't remember where, in Nevada, Missouri. Okay, that's interesting. Um, PEO started in Iowa, but anyway, it's uh, primarily in the U.S. and Canada, and there are two, uh, there are two chapters in Hanover, actually. So there's a lot of different things that you've been involved in around. I mean, what's a, what's a, is there any sort of like standout Hanover memory from the last 50 years being here as far as like something that just sort of sums up like what it feels like to be in town? Anything that you can share on a podcast? Just walking um, down Main Street and seeing virtually every other person I know. Right. <laughs> um, I go to New York and I might see somebody I know because a lot of people. Took it sounds like you've got a big network. Yeah, right, right. I mean, Brian used to get so cross. I was on a plane cross country once and somebody stopped and said, Oh, you taught my job. Right, right. <laughs> so I uh, can't go too many places and not find people I know. But um, I don't know. I just, I like people. Uh, I don't know. I've I've loved being part of Sustainable Hanover. Yeah. Um, it sort of fits me. I was there before it began. Truthfully, we right. were a recycling. This is group. a recycling, right? Yeah. Um, and it sort of evolved and became Sustainable Hanover, and I am part of the uh, Sustainable Park Committee, and I'm part of the Communications Committee. I am theoretically no longer in charge of the yard sale. I gave that position up last year. Ah. Unfortunately, nobody seems to. Here you are. Noticed. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, that can I told happen. everybody that had participated that I, you know, that was it. I was done for this year. But this but, is, it happens when you're in, you know, <laughs> high school and middle school on a group project and you're the one who really wants to do it and other people know that. Well, and it happens throughout life. I do have somebody who's willing to take it over, but this was a bad month. She was okay. she's got family sick in California, so maybe she maybe said I'll be year. back on the twenty eighth. Well <laughs> that's only like four days before the right, sale. Right. So it's a little cutting. Which is a reminder, is September second at ten AM at the Dewey Field Lot. At the Dewey Field Lot. If you plug in Dewey Field Road, um 
I think it's in Google Maps. And it's in whatnot. Google yeah. Maps. Yeah, we had to give people a road. Right. Dewey Field Road, which it didn't have a name once. Okay. You know, and there'll be, it's pretty obvious because all the traffic is heading in that direction. <laughs> right, where everybody's going, right. <laughs> yes, if you can carpool, do so. True. Uh, and bring cash because bring cash. we prefer cash okay. too. We, I, I don't believe most people have ability to deal with credit cards. Right. Um, so it's cash and or willingness to accept a, a check. Um, we've, okay. we've been very fortunate that by the time we get to three o'clock, we've usually got a spotless, empty parking lot hmm. because when people sign up to sell, they give me a second check, uh, which matches the first check and they get it back if they leave a nice clean space. Oh, good. Okay, so that's their deposit. So people don't always get that. Somebody right. just sent me a $100 check for two spots, which should have been $50 and $50, and he sent me a $100 check, which I either need to cut in half. Right, right. <laughs> or he forfeits. Or they're not expecting to clean up, right. <laughs> so he's been asked to give me another check. Hmm. But most people do read it quite closely. Um, well, that's great. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I was not it. able to go last year, so I haven't seen it. And uh, one of the other towns I worked in in New Jersey, they did a community yard sale, but it was putting stuff out kind of in front of your house. Yeah. And, yeah, we've um, done that. and I've got some I got some nice uh, golf clubs basically out of a dumpster. Right. Uh, I don't play <laughs> golf, but uh, they seemed like worthy <laughs> to have. I played a few times since then now that I have the clubs. Um, but it's nice because it just is a chance to move things right. around and. Right and all of that so i love the happy faces leaving yeah know, yeah an 18 year old with a grandfather clock under his right arm. right we find that one thing right <laughs> right know? um and he worked on it and it works perfectly he oh. was a neighbor so i got to see it later but we seem to have happy sellers and happy buyers that's a good and a lot of people go purely for the social right 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 we have occasionally uh, ventured into food but it adds a complication from the college perspective. Sure, right. And trash. So we, we tell people to bring their own. And right. it's carry in, carry out as far as trash goes. Okay. Um, but it's, it's a fun time. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And if anybody's listening and they want to, want to volunteer, want to volunteer <laughs> um, I'll put your uh, website or email address in the description right. of they the episode as well. And they can... It's the fastest way to reach me. Okay. So I'll, I'll put that out there as well. And thank you for organizing again this year and for sharing a little bit about it with us. And um, hopefully folks that are listening will stop by is there anything we missed i don't know i brought in the history which i had to write up for something no i think that's pretty oh i do want to stress though that um it started as a as a, a mission between college people and myself and some of the other uh recycling group and it truly is a joint right. college and they don't charge us anything for the lot we do pay if we use services, but by and large, we don't use services. Okay. So it's a do-it-yourself process. It's great. Well, I love but the, love the collaboration. Yeah, It works. Well, thank so, you for doing it and sharing a little bit about it with us. Well, my pleasure. Thank you. See you on September 2nd. <laughs> 
Hey, everyone, and thanks for checking out this special spotlight episode of Hanover Happenings. If you'd like to find all of the episodes of our Hanover Happenings podcast and prior updates, you can do so at HanoverHappenings.com or on wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like more information about other things happening in town, such as monthly reports, agendas, minutes, events, videos, and more, you can do so at HanoverNH.org. Thanks again for engaging with what's happening in your community.